Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzone. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Boy, and it is John Boy Time, your host, John Fahey. Joining me as ever, the be-all, end-all, Ken Doll, Michelangelo's David Duchovny. Stop whatever you're doing. It's John Boy Time. Yes, correct. Thank you. Uh, as I was saying before you so rudely interrupted me, the head of the Pipe uh, Hitters Union, uh, uh, Mr. Aaron Joseph Pita. That's me. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm just <laughs> confirming that it's John Boy Daylight Savings Time. That's exactly right. An extra hour of John Boy in your life. Yeah. Starting uh, now, oh, uh, and I am I am a, a, a provisional member of the the head. No, you are the, oh, head. the head. The head of the pipe pipe hitters union. The That's you. Hard pipe hitters. Union? The hard pipe hitters union. That's exactly right. Hey, well, I'm just happy to be here. That uh, is, of course, from the Mensinger brothers, all four of which listen to our program. Now, do they wear one trench coat? I don't know, but I know that they, uh, they're definitely, you know, um, dues-paying members of the union themselves. Yeah. And uh, we got uh, to get some... Well, you got to live better, work union, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Raise, raise these... the standard of living. Yeah. And speaking of uh, raised standards of living, mm. to your right, my left, handsome Matt Brousseau. Oh, hi. How hi. are you? Great. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? You want to join this union reforming? I love you. Aaron's in charge. It's a blessed union of souls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, a lot of unions are. Yeah. How what were we just swigging down there, Matt? Um, this was a Pliny the Elder. You can't tell by the glass. No, no, no. That's a Stella glass, but yeah. it'll work in a pinch. Aaron brought in some Pliny the Elders. It doesn't taste good. Oh, but... It tastes... <laughs> I just, I'm just fucking with you. It was a very nice treat, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, I... I uh... Uh, um... Speaking of uh, beer and friends, uh, shout out to Creature Comfort Brewery in Atlanta, our friend Amanda there. Oh. And her friend, Matt uh, Christensen, who uh, we did a suggestion for his birthday on That's our right. Patreon. That's right. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, please subscribe to that. We talked at Maddie's suggestion about the Georgia Guidestones. Oh, hell yeah. Had a lot of fun. Talked about that. Uh, crazy that duck. Crazy W2 duck. Yeah. Uh, WW2 duck. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a really fun episode. Yeah, it was really good. And uh, also, Maddie is uh, at the Kimball House, and apparently all those owners of that fine dining establishment listen to this program. Is that right? And we huh. would like to say hello to all of them, and Fantastic. as well as uh, the bartender there, Tanner. Hey. Another, another big fan of the show. Tan Man. It's like we got a fucking whole crew of uh, service industry folks in Atlanta listening Fuck, to the man, program. We are in the wrong city. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um... And, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun there. I want to remind everybody, please subscribe to us on... Uh, Instagram profiles and eccentricity on there. PP podcast on Twitter and right. also on YouTube. 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 Go on the YouTube. Yes. Uh, you can see our faces. Uh, give a thumbs up, a like, uh, subscribe. Hit the little bell in the corner. I, I don't know what you're supposed to do on there, but do all do of it. Do all of those things. Leave a like and a comment. Yeah. It will help us mm-hmm. feel better. Yeah, and eventually I think we'll make money from it. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. We'll you know, and that's good. And it'll allow us to, you know, make more content. It'll allow us to, uh, to be, share, share, to be the, more content. share the the great word of this wonderful hard pipe hitters union. Yeah. Uh, with the world. Yeah. 
It's about time the crackheads started a union. I, th- I think so. I can't mm-hmm. believe it's taken so long. You know, all, yeah. the, all the millionaires and billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you once again. Um, yeah, the uh, Brendan Mensinger did make that beautiful logo of the cross, blowtorch, and pliers. Yep, we're going to have to make some apparel. Going to have to do something with that. It really looks so cool. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out to Secret Headquarters Comic Book Shop. Yeah? Just, I love them so much. They love me. We have good times talking about comic Aww. books and movies. Doctor you, you give them your fic? Oh, I have not. I have not performed a live. Uh, no, I'm just saying. Just slide it. You know, next just, time you buy something, slide it with the money. Just slide it there. Yeah. 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 Just, Maybe just, I'll get the pros tattooed on my arm. He has a tip <laughs> on a scroll. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, recently at uh, at Robot Party, a fine fine show here in Los Angeles, I performed a, a dramatic presentation reading mm-hmm. of Spider-Man: Graduation, my mm-hmm. own personal Marvel Universe erotic fan fiction. Yeah. Fan fuck. Fan fiction, fan mm-hmm. fiction, uh, fun fiction, fun faction. Yeah. Uh, and it was really just a, a disgusting old fun time. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Um, It'd be great if you, uh, you know, you could do it like, um, you know, set, you know, to, uh, you had it set to the Marvel music yeah, live, which yes. was very, 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 very fun. Yeah, scored to certain iconic themes of the Marvel universe. Yeah. And uh, you should so, just have it go over all of Inagata Devita because <laughs> like, yes, it's a 20-minute yes. track. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's a 20-minute... Uh, and it also builds to a fun climax. And hey, it's a pretty fun climax. <laughs> I, know, I know we're all about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, not me. I have trouble. <laughs> uh, and if you are a member of the Patreon, if you're yes. a patron of our Patreon, you had an uh, exclusive first look at that a couple weeks ago. That's exactly right, Aaron. Um. So that's uh, another reason to join the Patreon is to hear some nasty fucking perverted oh, shit. God. Oh, fuck. <laughs> if that's if the everything else is not reason enough, that's another reason. Yeah, that's a good reason. I think so. Now, Aaron, I uh, I believe you got uh, <sighs> you got stung by I... the in, in, inspiration, uh, and you were going to do a profile, and you you pivoted. I did at the last minute. I did. I, I pivoted. I was recommended a profile by somebody, uh, uh, and then uh, I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to do that. Because I'd heard about it, and, but then I just found this one thing, and I was like, "Oh man, this is crazy!" And uh, and I just spent some time, and I, I did a little bit of research, mm. a little bit of me search. Oh, oh god! And uh, it's really fun. I think you guys are gonna like it. This is uh, you know, we just saw them uh, 1917. Just took home a couple of Oscars, a couple of Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Somehow not for best editing though, because I guess they made well, no edit. <laughs> there are, yeah. but. <laughs> yeah. There's not an edit in the fucking <laughs> one fucking channel the whole time. They didn't even save all the money on one of these editors. Was this a live stream? <laughs> uh, it's a World War One motion picture. Yeah. Uh, a lot, not a lot of motion pictures back then, too. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Uh, norm, not color or sound either, Weird. but somehow. <laughs> yeah. Just a cop. A couple <laughs> of hot Game of Thrones daddies. And... <laughs> uh, this, is a, uh, this is a tale of... Um, a true harrowing tale, unbelievable tale, uh, unbelievable. Uh, of the, uh, I don't believe of uh, Lieutenant General Sir Adrian Paul Ghislaine Cotton Devart, what aka the Unbreakable Soldier, aka the Unkillable Soldier, huh? Chocolate souffle, Saka souffle, <laughs> no, Sir Lieutenant General Sir Adrian Paul Ghislaine Cotton Devart. And he's uh, clearly uh, Dutch. So, uh, I'll tell you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Duart was born uh, in Brussels 
in 19 in 1880. Uh, May, May I was 5th, close. Cinco de Mayo. Uh, nice. In Brussels <laughs> in 1880. Uh, into an somewhat aristocratic family. Nice. Uh, eldest son of Leon, Leon Carton de Vaart. Um, he was uh, actually widely believed, it was rumored that that he was the uh, illegitimate son of the king of Belgium, Leopold II. Who no! Would, who would be that? Would be the son of a uh, of our Leopold from the uh, uh, Princess Charlotte yeah, episode. Yes, lovely, beautiful story. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so uh, Adrian's uh, dad was a lawyer, made a bunch of money. His mom uh, died pretty quick, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> off the board, well, fairly really fast. Pretty quick. <laughs> she got a queen from the board. At least she didn't suffer. She got hit by a table, <laughs> falling out of a two-story building. <laughs> Nighty night. <laughs> Uh, she so he was sent to a Catholic boarding school. Nice. Spent some time there. Uh, hot dudes. And uh, by eighteen ninety nine, when he was nineteen, he was attending Balliol College at Oxford. Hmm. Uh, and then October eleventh, eighteen ninety nine, the uh, the Second Boer War started, and that was between the British Empire and the Orange Free State and the Transvaal Republic. So a lot of this. A lot of shit going on in Africa, you know. Uh-huh. Not a modern yeah. one of the one of the last pre-modern wars. Mm-hmm. You know, Do you think of, after the first Boer War, they're like, "This is this is the one to end them all." The Boer War well, to end all Boer Wars. <laughs> I want more Boer War. Fear. <laughs> war. War. Boer War. Uh, oh wow! So uh, he. Um, <laughs> He knew when that war broke out, he knew once and for all that, quote, war was in my blood. Oh, and he God. Said, cool. Uh, he, 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 he was determined to, to get into the action. I got to get in the shit. He said, if the, British, <laughs> if the British didn't fancy me, I would offer myself to the Boers. Holy shit, really? I don't care where. No, I just don't sh- care. I'm looking for a good fight. Yeah. Um, That's something. He, uh, he enrolled <laughs> as a volunteer, faking his age and identity. He said he was 25 when he was really 20, and he said his name was Trooper Cotton. Um, and so he was uh, he was enrolled as, an, uh, as, a, as a military man. Is there any significance to that name at all? Trooper Carton? Well, his <laughs> name, it's just the two things his, he his, saw when he was no, standing no, in his, line? His last name is Carton DeVart. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, and Trooper is what he was. Yeah. <laughs> hi. My hi. name's Soldier... <laughs> Cigarettes. <laughs> and um, this whole time, his father believed uh, that he was still studying in college. Um, he was dispatched to South Africa. And uh, his unit was crossing a river when he was shot by Boer commandos. He was shot once in the stomach and once in the groin. Oh! <laughs> yep. Sucks so bad. Oh, so did bad. It, and it sounded his dick, right? Yeah, It yeah. sounds horrible. It sounds <laughs> No, but did it sound... Oh, did it, it go in its pee hole? It's a D yeah, minor. yeah, it did. It, it went. Whoop. It was Maybe like you know, you know, the, the bidding of the uh, the beginning of the James Bond movies, where it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his pee. That's his pee hole. That's the origin. Now, luckily, the pee hole actually connects straight to the anus, so it shoots right out his butt. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody thought he just. We're gonna get a bunch of YouTube comments. Actually, the urethra does not go to the anus, you guys. And the yes, it fucking does. The piss is stored in the ass. Yeah. 
squirt his snort in the clit, yeah. according to my buddy Chris. Yeah. My piss is stored in John's ass. <laughs> you better believe it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you know, a wall. <laughs> you know hey, you gotta pick him. You owe me. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you're not mad. <laughs> uh, uh, one of the uh, one of one of his. Uh, <laughs> One of his uh, commanders asked if there were many boar around when he was attacked and shot mm-hmm. twice. He said, no, but the few that were were a very good shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cheerio, cheerio. Uh, he, was, um, he was in a military hospital convalescing, and his identity was discovered, and he was shipped back to England to his father. You're not a car. No. No. Yeah. Wait, there's three kids in this trench coat. <laughs> two, of, two of them are shot dead. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's got a big hole in his cock. <laughs> and, that's, and that's when he joined a Cajun jug band blowing the air off his pee hole. <laughs> Not just kidding about that part. No, he's got yeah. the blues. So uh, he's discovered as being a youth. A youth. Yeah. Yeah, a youth and not being named Trooper Carton. And he was sent back to England, uh, where his father was like, what the fuck? I thought you were studying at the Oxfords. <laughs> Snowball fight. And uh, I got lead in my dick, Dad. <laughs> Go back on the couch, you sad old fuck. I don't know. Probably said something like that. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> after, after he patched things up with his dad, he turned, I think, 21 or 20. Uh, he turned of age. He, he was the age he needed to be. And uh, he... Uh, re- he, he decided he wanted to go back. Go back. So he uh, he tr- he hopped on a train and traveled first class. Yes, as, as you do to war. All yeah. the way to Cape Town. Yeah. Visiting the bar cart frequently. Yeah. The whole way down. So much that he ended up in Cape Town, flat broke. No. And he was uh you know brought into the army, the armed forces, and he was quickly promoted to corporal, which lasted twenty four hours. Because he was demoted for threatening to beat the shit out of his sergeant. Uh, <laughs> a lot of good choices. And by the end of that war, the Boer, the Second Boer War in 1902, he pretty much saw uh, no real action other than, like, snipping barbed wire in the field. Uh, but it did take two bullets. Took two, Again, one in the stomach, one in the PP groin area. Um, he applied to go search for Muhammad The first bin- time, you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's why he went back. You can yeah. take the bullet out of the groin, yeah. but yep, you know the rest of it. Right. <laughs> uh, he applied to go search for uh, Muhammad bin Abdullah, a.k.a. the Mad Mullah. Really? Uh, yes, this was the guy that started the dervish uh, oh. revolution. Mm. Uh, all, the, all the whirling. And yeah, it's whirling and mm. dervishing. Um, but instead of sending him to British Somaliland, which is now Somalia, uh they sent him to the what was then the relatively peaceful uh, Mutra, India. And uh, he really didn't do much there. He was really freaking out. He was like, I, I fucking signed up for war so I could go kill stuff. Mm-hmm. He was like a big hunter. He liked hunting pheasants and all sorts of game and shit. Yeah. And so, he, you know, he's got to kill something, right? Of course. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> have to. He, uh, he, took a liking, he took a liking to this game, uh, pig sticking. Huh. Do you know what pig sticking is? No. Sounds sexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what polo is? <laughs> yeah. Polo. Well, yeah, of course, yes. Right? The whole, You're on a horse. Yeah, it's it's a like that, except instead of a horse. stick, it's a spear, and instead of a ball, it's a pig. It's pig. a pig. Yeah, and you stick them. You stick them. Stick them. So you get on a horse with your pals, and you uh-huh. ride around, and it's not like fucking pink, pretty babes. 
It's wild boar. Boar. Yeah. So he had his own little boar war. <laughs> sticking these fucking what? You don't like that? Go on. <laughs> Is this boring to you, man? <laughs> How do you like that? Yeah. <laughs> put that in your dojo and kick it, shithead. Put, put that bullet in your dick. <laughs> How does that sound? Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I'll tell you. So, check this out. I like you, Lloyd. So, he's doing the pig sticking, right? He's got his own little personal one-man boar war. <laughs> Get it, you little fucker. <laughs> and in the midst of a very rousing uh, boar hunt, he Ooh. fell off the horse. Oh. And then the horse fell on him. Oh, God. Then he, he was mistaken for a pig and oh. it stuck <laughs> he, in his pig. He broke his, uh, he broke his ribs. Oh, fuck. He broke his ribs and an ankle. And uh, so then he gets again sent back to fucking military hospital, right? And he's again he's like frustrated because he's not be he can't kill anybody. Not killing anybody. This not sucks. killing, not any killing fucking, humans. Like, I'm man. killing any brown people or white people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so uh, you know they got these fucking servants out there, right? Because that's it's British occupied India, so they mm -hmm. got fucking you know those yeah. little kids around and uh, servants. Slaves. Yeah. Uh, in little suits. Yeah, yeah, looking great. Little linen, hot little linen number. Oh, God. And uh, he, he's, he's, he just starts throwing rocks at this servant. Jesus Christ, this <laughs> fucking guy. He's like, he, he's like pelting him with stones. <laughs> From his hospital bed? Yes, and then when he ran out of stones he could reach, he fucking shot his servant in the ass. Oh, my God. What? It's his own servant? I mean, it's the servant assigned to him. Sure. Yeah, but Sean Ryan, why? Sean, I mean, why? Because he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> I, I, just, I just wanted to see if it was true. I could shoot you in the ass and come out the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Happened to me, but reverse. Needless to say, he was demoted, and uh, he was given a reprimand. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, as he should be. Uh, shame on you, sir. <laughs> All right. What, are you but, some kind of sick maniac? Uh, right, right, good shot. Right, good shot, sir. Mm. Uh, he was about, 1904. He was sent back to South Africa. Oh boy! Mm -hmm. uh, he spent most of his time gambling, drinking, uh, racing horses, and hunting. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of, according to him, uh, in his uh, his his autobiography, Happy Odyssey, he had lots of liquid meals. As a, <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, lots of uh, draft tales. Uh, Soylent, yeah. Mm. yeah. Soylent. Little. Soylent, Soylent shakes. Liquid. Yeah. Green. People. <laughs> uh, but apparently he also like cultivated his physical strength, even though he's fucking basically just being, getting drunk and hunting all the time. Mm. He said he could um, he could rip a, a, a deck of cards in half with his bare hands. Oh. He said he could? I mean, he wrote he could. Okay. Yeah. And I think other Those people. strong hands of oh, his. Boy. The handwriting was so these, strong. These hands once whipped a servant boy with a <laughs> yeah. stone from 14 yards. <laughs> I could strangle about a thousand servants in a second. Uh, when, he, when he got better, he, um, he swore allegiance to the king and me was made an official British citizen uh, within the British army. So, you know, before this, he was kind of provisional because he's, a, he's from uh, Boston. Yeah. Right? But now he was a British citizen. Um, he went back to the continent, the great continent of Europe, 
and uh, where he basically did a lot of socializing and yeah. playing of polo, which I guess is a reasonable facsimile for pig sticking in a yeah, pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, yes. Uh, traveling extensively. Mm-hmm. Probably a couple of cups of coffee along the way. Oh, well, yeah, yes, because nice. he did yeah. eventually went to Austria. Oh, yeah? Vienna. Vienna is a great coffee town. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's there in a pretty as a, the pretty hot time. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Then 1904, what, you know, everything's fucking hot going on in Austria at this time, especially Vienna, right? Right? Yeah. Fucking, Nazism. Uh, Marxism. Mark Nazism. <laughs> uh, Hate that guy. Freud. Freud. Coffee. A lot of mo- motherfucking. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> a lot of oh, God. A lot of motherfucking. Yeah, a lot of cocaine, a lot of coffee. Was there a lot of coke around? Freud did a lot yeah. of chop. Did he? In oh. Vienna? Oh. Oh, he was chopped up oh, real nice? His coke, whole life. His whole life. <laughs> You're joking me. He yeah. was the biggest proponent for cocaine. You gotta get some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to get. He was this. a maniac yeah. for it, and like Love he chopping he, it up. He had like Freud had like I don't know, like hundreds of quote unquote prescribed uses for it, and it was his all, like. <laughs> How do you write that list? What, what was he thinking? Was he... <laughs> but then like it was the one he didn't come up with was like one of his associates came up with, which was the only actual medical use for, which was for eye surgery. What do you do with it then? You make eye drops and you drop numb you, it. You numb the yeah. eye. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, he never came up with that. <laughs> Fucking idiot. No, but uh, like 200 other uses. <laughs> I'm just I'm just really doing this much to get rid of this really stubborn erection. <laughs> Mom, leave me alone. Uh, the first 25 are getting rid of an erection. <laughs> but it, I have an erection all the time because I live with my mother. <laughs> Can you blame me? <laughs> nice big mustache on her. I hate my dad. <laughs> Fuck you, Dad! I wish he was dead. I could fuck my mom. Wish I had a bullet in my dick. <laughs> the ego. It's gonna have to do all this coke. <laughs> the ego. There it is. It's hard to be anal retentive when you're shitting your pants constantly. You know what I mean? So uh, he traveled to Austria and Hungary. He uh, eventually married uh, a, a woman by the name, uh, well, an Austrian countess, actually. So Hell yes. Mo- moving up in the world. Frederica Maria Carolina uh, Carolina. Henriette Rosa Sabina Francisca Paulina Fugger de Babenhausen. Jesus Christ! And that is pretty much all he talks about her in his entire autobiography. You're shitting me! Oh, that's really sweet. It's like 12 pages to get All he talks name. about is his wife? No. That's the only time she's mentioned. Oh! Uh, the opposite of what... I thought it was sweet. It's, no. it's anyway, back opposite. to murder. But it is. Anyway. <laughs> well, that's my Anyways, wife. Back to my real love. These pigs. <laughs> she's got a lot of money. I don't know. She's cool, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. I love her. Whatever. So World War One breaks out. <laughs> yes. And he's on. he was on his way to Bridget, British Somaliland again mm-hmm. uh, to, to lead a squadron of the Camel Corps. Uh where they learned the camel clutch. Yes. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Well, the camel clutch, I believe, was an offensive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. offensive. Yeah, the camel clutch. <laughs> oh, it's pretty offensive. It turned out he came back with a camel toe. It was all fucked up. <laughs> so he's, he, he's joined, uh, he joins to lead a squadron at the camel corps to hunt down the dervishes, uh, the followers of the aforementioned Mad Mullah. The Mad Mullah. Uh-huh. Um, and, but a finding, he was there and when he found out the World War One had started. And he said, like, he felt like, you know, being at the equivalent of the kitty table. Like, yeah. He was like, I'm here fucking chasing down these nobodies, these yeah. whirling dervishes. Yeah. And meanwhile, the the Great War is happening back on the continent. Right, right? yeah. 
So uh, poor guy. A new shit has come to light. Exactly. Uh, so during during his his the squadron, you know, leading the squadron of the Camel Corps, they they stormed an enemy fort, and he insisted on in leading from the front as he always does. Uh, he was shot three times in the face. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, the face is the dick of the shoulders. <laughs> yeah, the, fa- the face is the dick of the body. <laughs> uh, he took uh, took part of his left ear, uh, and um, it hit his left eye twice. Like it, it like ricocheted. And... Oh, so um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he lost. If you got coke in it, the, the bullet will come back for more. <laughs> Can't feel a goddamn thing. Here, the bullet. So he lost his eye. And, and part of his left ear. Um, uh, a gentleman by the name of Lord Ismay in 1964 who served along uh, Carton of Art in Somaliland described the incident. Uh, <laughs> his face was disgusting. <laughs> it was all I could do to get away from him. He kept screaming for more, more. He didn't check his stride, but I think the bullet stung him up as his language was awful. <laughs> <laughs> the, doctor, <God> suck <laughs> the doctor could do nothing for his eye, but we had to keep him with us. He must have been in agony. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. He uh, he also gave an insight into his innate innate love of fighting. I honestly believe that he regarded the loss of an eye as a blessing, as it allowed him to get out of Somaliland into Europe, where he thought the real action was. Very very good. Um, he was asking for it. He was uh, begging for it. He was given the Distinguished Service Order. Yeah. That's a medal. And um, <laughs> took it out on his servant immediately. <laughs> put him in the camel clutch. He uh, breaking the child's back. Rip him! Rip him, Cart! He returned to England, where he hoped to get assigned to the Western Front of World War One. The Army Medical Commission agreed, so long as he wore a glass eye. <laughs> yeah, because we don't want to look at this. Shit, you, oh, now you really shit. look like the dick of the body. <laughs> yeah, it's a trench in there. <laughs> so he did agree. Put the fucking class oh, eye God, in. Yeah, is that less disturbing or more? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's four. probably back then. It's a it's a fifty fifty. But today, it's I, th- I find it's fine. Yeah. I don't even. I barely even notice it. Yeah. What, do you have one? Don't I? That's all the all the Columbo I watched. Oh, yeah. Columbo's wasn't that bad because he squinted over it. Yeah. And he's always thinking. But the one, yeah, yeah. But he's a private eye. He's a detective, right? <laughs> yeah. So he's, it kind of makes sense. It does, yeah. yeah. This is my private eye. This is my public eye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I gotta return it. It's the library. Jesus Christ. What? You don't like that? No, no, I, I liked that a lot. it. I liked it. No, I was just embarrassed. The library? Yeah, you're embarrassed, embarrassed for me, right? <laughs> While riding in a cab in London with his fucking stupid glass eye, <laughs> he is like, ah, oh, this fucking shit sucks. So he ripped it out and threw it out the window. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and uh, he started wearing his signature eye patch from then on, every day, every day since. Yeah, oh. that's, that's way better. Better. What I, is that? An eye patch is definitely yeah. better. Dude, an eye patch is fucking dope. Yeah. Especially if your name is Adrian Paul Gillane Carton DeVart, yeah. aka the Unkillable Soldier. <laughs> Especially yeah. in war. Yeah, dude. I mean, he was described as looking like a like a very uh with his black eye patch and empty sleeve, Carton DeVart looked like an elegant pirate and became a figure of legend. Mm-hmm. That was another one of his contemporaries. Mm. Um Empty Sleeve? You'll get to it.
Don't jump ahead. Well, you did. I know, but I wanted to, very, I wanted to just, read the quote. I'm just listening. <laughs> so in February 1915, he headed out for the Western Front to join with the 4th Royal Irish Dragoon Guards. And at the Second Battle of Ypres, uh, while on march to relieve an infantry unit, German artillery started firing on a ta 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 and shrapnel and splinters <laughs> from his from his wristwatch mangled his left hand. Oh god. So he got like hit for like the, the area was fucking getting hit with giant German artillery shells. Yeah. And shrapnel from the shells and splinters from his wristwatch like tore up his fucking left hand. Oh my god. All mangled and shit. Ah! Rolex. <laughs> and all it left was like part of his palm and two fingers. Nice. And so you could do the rip them. <laughs> exactly. Or the yeah. fucking shocker. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the medic refused to amputate him, so he just ripped him off himself. Oh! Jesus. Probably bit him. Well, if you're ah. not going to do it, I'll do it myself. <laughs> and he ripped him off his ah. one, eye, one eye, half an ear. Yeah. Probably bullets still lodged in his cock hole. Mm -hmm. Hasn't pissed in years. Oh, no. He <laughs> He's pissed out his ass. Yeah. <laughs> He rips out the fingers. In his, <laughs> he can't even do that. This is what it looks like. In his autobiography, he said, I asked the doctor to take my fingers off. He refused. So I pulled them off and felt absolutely no pain in doing it. <laughs> the man is an absolute bitch, I'm afraid. <laughs> MD. <laughs> the man was an MD. So it would later be properly amputated. Were, were they? Should they have been amputated? And the doctor was like, "No, I don't think we need to." I don't know. He's probably pissing his pants in <laughs> World War One, dude. I know I would be. I yeah. saw nineteen seventeen. A little squirted out. <laughs> I mean, you're fucking. You know. I'm not gonna cut him off. I, I don't know. He's what... got the fucking minute hand and one finger. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. fucking mess. It's a mess. <laughs> what time is it? The, where's the little hand? <laughs> it's all little. Over hands. there by your big finger, uh, which is in your urethra. <laughs> That sounds crazy. <laughs> it would later be properly amputated. Uh, he uh, <laughs> he later fought in the Battle of the Somme. Oh. Was that yeah. his shooting hand? I'm sorry. I got uh, left hand. That was his, his left, left hand. hand. Oh, so that was okay. probably his pig right hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his, uh, his, uh, the men who served with him said that they routinely saw him pulling pins from grenades with his teeth and then throwing them with his good hand. Yeah, wow. that makes sense. Yeah. Seems like a pretty good way. Uh, in 1916, the assault of La Boucelle in France. What? He took charge of three units whose commanders had been killed. Jesus. They had no radios, no telephones. Or, Did he band them all together? Or pigeons, yes. Wow. So they, the, all their, their telephone lines have been cut. <laughs> radios won't work. Come with me, boys. We're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all one right. good eye and one good hand. <laughs> a good ball and a lead in my cock. <laughs> Yo, this dude's crazy. He's got no dick, no eye, no fingers, no ear. <laughs> this dick is no motherfucker. I followed that man into hell, and I am. <laughs> So, <laughs> classic. He <soldier>. takes control. <laughs> he takes French soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Tone Loke in World War. <laughs> so, um, he takes charge of three units because their commanders have been killed. He has no way to communicate. He acts as his own messenger and runs between each of the three units delivering orders, taking fire the whole time. Oh my God! This guy loves war. They, they and now, where is the, where are they fighting right now? This is. Uh, La Boussel, France. So okay. This is basically the Battle of the Somme. Yeah, fuck. Which is... A bloodbath. A bloodbath of staggering hell. proportions. Hell. Yeah. And it, again, World War One is, 
you know, the first modern war, they say, right? But barely. Yep. No antibiotics, no morphine. Yeah. Just machine guns and and gas and, and gas illegal and weapons yeah weapons that became illegal later yeah um it's bad news all around yeah it's not trench it's, foot. it's not this summer's hottest look no 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 <laughs> trench foot <laughs> By Tra- one eye one hand half a dick <laughs> trench foot <laughs> <laughs> these watts parts i feel like i've gained several hands <laughs> <laughs> the way my fingers move is like a watch on its own. <laughs> it's a quarter past carnage. <laughs> Look, it's manual winding. <laughs> Man, all I have is time. <laughs> I call this one the second hand because it really is my second one, barely. <laughs> Stupid. It's very stupid. So, for this, he receives the Victoria Cross. Uh, For this, for the for this gallant action, right? So, uh, for this was published in the London Gazette. Why he got the uh, the Victoria Cross for most conspicuous bravery, coolness, (laughs) and determination during severe operations of a prolonged nature. It was owing in a great measure to his dauntless courage and inspiring example that a serious reverse was averted. He displayed the utmost energy and courage in forcing our attack home. After three other battalion commanders had become casualties, he controlled their commands and ensured that the ground was won and maintained at all cost. He frequently exposed himself in the organization (laughs) of positions and supplies, passing unflinchingly through fire barrage and of the most intense nature. His gallantry was inspiring to all. Damn. So that was one of his first uh, medals. That he, second, that was basically a second medal that he got. Jesus. So that's the highest, highest British military uh, medal that you can receive for gallantry. Um, in his autobiography, he declined to even mention the medal. Really? He said, "It had been won by the Eighth Gloucesters. For every man had done as much as I have." That's all he said about it. Nice. Uh, he then <laughs> went. Plus, to... I was married. <laughs> <laughs> Nice lady. Had a couple of kids. Yeah, I, I, I don't know who they are. She had a lot of names. It was tough. <laughs> I couldn't remember which one was the first one. Really... Constance or uh, Fountain? Constantly nagging. Am I just, uh, am I just saying things I'm seeing again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is, are, honey, are you giving me a shopping list or are you reading your driver's license? Um, so then he was. Then he went off to the uh, the Devil Wood trenches, huh? aka the Devil's Wood, and I'll I'll send you a picture of this. It's a fucking nightmare. It's hell. Yes, it's, uh, yeah. um, it's like a Hell's Kitchen. But he was uh, there. He was uh, shot in the head. <laughs> you spin up, you piece no, of shit! I didn't, you almost got me. You almost fucking shot got me. Shot in the head, straight through the skull. No what? way! Get out, baby. Was it so up a bullet? Was, uh, uh, you know, a corner. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I don't think he does either. Uh, in subsequent battles, uh, he would be shot again in the ankle. It's like uh, through the hip at the Battle of Passchendaele. The Phineas Through gauge. the leg at Cambrai and through the ear at Arras. Jesus uh, Christ. At the, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, he was awarded the Belgian Croix de Guerre. That's the cross of war. 
Checks out. In March 1918, <laughs> and was appointed a companion of the Order of St. Michael and St. George in the King's Birthday Honors List in June. Uh, what he said after in his memoir <laughs> and referencing uh, World War One, he said, Frankly, I enjoyed the war. Damn. 1919, he was assigned uh, to Poland as a military advisor uh, for the crown to advise Poland. This is 1919. So this, these are what we call the interwar years in between World War One and World War II. Um, and during this time, they would start having conflicts with Ukraine and Russia and Lithuania. Uh, that year, he survived two plane crashes. Jesus. The second plane crash... Resulted in being captured by the Lithuanians and spending some time as a prisoner of war uh, in Lithuania. Huh. Um, this all, all this did was just embolden his support for Poland because he was like, "These fucking Lithuanians, hmm. fuck these guys. They're treating me like shit here. I love these Polacks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue advising them in a, a, a military nature." Uh, Go he to was war. go to war. <laughs> go to war. Yeah. You should start a war. <laughs> He was uh, he, he was instrumental in a gun a gun smuggling operation. Really, getting guns into Poland by way of Hungary. Uh, uh, to the end of uh, defending themselves against everyone else. Everyone else, Lithuania, Ukraine, Russia. Yeah. Um, so 1920, Poland's war with Russia is intensifying, and uh, he was uh, he was on an observation train, military observation train, uh, kind of going through kind of disputed territory. And it was hijacked by Cossacks, Cossacks. by their cavalry. Cossack and, hijack, classic oh, maneuver. Oh, <laughs> cool punk band, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he, uh, he confronted the hijackers with his one hand and revolver. <laughs> they were revolted and ran <laughs> with a revolver. He fell off the train onto the tracks. No. He jumped right back on and continued the firefight and killed those motherfuckers. Oh, my God. Yep. This guy loved war. He uh, he loved it. He he loved. Also, the Cossacks are notoriously pretty... maniacal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like not an easy kill. No, yeah. it's like the fucking Bavarians coming into Rome. It's yeah. like, watch your fuck. Like this is, this is like wild ass. These Genghis slicks, these Khan slicks are level. no motherfucking joke. They, these slicks are no motherfucking joke. That's exactly not, right. Not not a joke amongst them. No. They're, they're not professional fighters, and they didn't know any jokes. They're not amateurs either. No, no, exactly. They take to it quickly. Yeah, <laughs> they seem to relish. They're genetically predisposed. Yeah, it's a little more primitive. Or... <laughs> do you like the taste of? Cum? Do you like the taste of cum? Do you like the taste of sperm? <laughs> oh, what do you prefer? Sperm? Hey, Joe. <laughs> you ever fuck hey, with Blondie. <laughs> you ever you ever taste your own pre cum, Joe? <laughs> I'm waiting for an answer. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> I got nothing but time, Joe. <laughs> time is on my side. No, you watch. <laughs> uh, he loved Poland, and he, he stayed in Poland for a while. Uh, he, he, in 1923, he retired in Poland. In 1923? In 1923. Mind you, he was he... born in 1880. So, oh yeah, so he's uh yeah he's up there. He's forty three. Yeah, yeah. And he's not re- he exactly is retiring age, in Poland. God loved, damn it, that's he, it. He, that's he enough. He loved uh, to go hunting and drinking and <laughs> drinking while hunting. Yeah. yeah, I'd really love to put my body back together. <laughs> he really loved it. He he was having a good old time there. Yeah. Well, so wait, so uh, eye, uh, bullet through the head, head. ear, ear. His eyes. Uh, yeah. His ear was shot twice. Yeah. Uh, the or oh, the eye got eye hit got twice. shot twice. Yeah. But no, his ear was shot earlier. And then you said he got it again, Stomach right? Stomach and groin. 
Yeah, Stomach, but, but groin, it, ear, bullet. But the ear was the same time as his eye. And yeah. then when you listed all those other things, you said ankle, his ear again. So, so there's that, ankle, so, there was a thigh. So he was hit in basically every part of his body. Yes, he was fucked up. So there was not two ear. No. Oh, okay. Because I heard just ear once, again. Just one. Well, maybe you. Maybe got, you're repeating maybe, the original injury. Maybe okay. you got shot in the ear. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I, I'm very attentive. You can read it again, I, I and I'll, I'll, I'll be completely mouth. right. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, then, Sounds good. <laughs> so, uh, he, you know, he's he's in Poland for a long time, and then uh, 1939 comes around. Oh, I bet the he year? loves that. Uh-huh. And you know, Germ- <laughs> the, Germany, the Germany, the year. Oh, not the bands or what? <laughs> yeah, the, the year. Yeah. Uh, What's up? We're nineteen thirty-nine. <laughs> hope you guys, hope you guys like this now, one. Now, John, I said year, not ear. <laughs> uh, Gonna invade Poland. Watch me for the changes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Third Reich. And the, uh, it's like try, try, watch, try and keep up, and also like watch me for the changes or whatever. Um. This is a bullet in me. <laughs> <laughs> so Germany's, you know, getting aggressive, uh, invades Poland, and and also they've made a pact. They've made a, a, a pact with the Soviets mm-hmm. to. So it's Germany and Russia are invading Poland. Still, the, Poland is still. Um, they still have an issue with this today. That Russia made a, a deal with Germany. But they they both invaded at the same time. I never knew that. They well, they made a. Fucking non-aggression pact. Yes, and they they help them in their uh, assault. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think it turned out well for anybody. <laughs> no, uh, it was actually a huge hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the invasion of Poland. <laughs> Even today, there are some people. You guys might There's... be this might be a little bit aggressive. You guys, but your kids are gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I think even today in Poland, that some of the. Uh, uh, I guess Poland is slowly turning uh, a little right wing, yeah, and there's uh, some people. Are, I, th- I believe, if I have this correctly, some people, some of the leaders are uh, not. Or they're pretending that Russia didn't make that agreement with Germany. right, and huh. a little bit of revisionism going on. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah. it's 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 happening throughout Europe. Is that the 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 most fascist leaning parties are all extremely uh, Russia sympathetic? Yes, because he's the new strong man on the block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that band too. Strong man on the block. Yeah. On the block. <laughs> I'm Kim Jong. Uh, I'm the baby of the crew. <laughs> I'm throwing a fit. Uh, I'm sorry. Please. No, 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 no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have another test. So Germans invade Poland, and and Soviet forces overrun uh, the city where uh, where Adrian is. Oof. And uh, he's forced to abandon his home. Picked the wrong town. <laughs> but they never knew what they'd leashed. He, he first wrote... blood. <laughs> Fifth, sixth. You drew first blood, <laughs> comrades. <laughs> he wrote, quote, They took all I had. My guns, my rifles, my fishing rods. <laughs> fishing rods. My clothes, my furniture. But they could not take my memories. Also, my wife's back home or whatever. And also, <laughs> whatever, my kids or something. They could, they could not take my memories. But I really miss those fishing rods. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't take my memories. That's good. His, uh, so he had to get out of there, you know? Oh, yeah. You got to get out of there. So his, his car convoy was attra- attacked by Luftwaffe on the road. <laughs> uh, and the wife of one of his aides was killed. Oh, holy shit. He was at... Uh... Damn it, she's riddled. Oh, Fuck. oh disgusting. Uh, well, shake it. Shake it off. <laughs> Douglas. Oh, my God. She's making a mess of the car. Booze her out. She's bleeding all over my, my rifles. I have a wife somewhere. Go find her. Are you my wife? I don't... <laughs> 
What's your name? <laughs> I can't hear you. I've been shot twice in the ear. Chocolate soup. <laughs> so he was in danger of arrest in Romania as he's getting out. He gets out uh, by aircraft with a false passport just as the pro-allied Romanian prime minister is assassinated uh, that same day. He gets out Damn. through, like... Who is assassinated? The prime minister of Romania. Oh, really? He, like, he's getting out in a very ass-backward way. Yeah. Um, he flees back to England, and as a 60-year-old, one-eyed amputee, he re-enlists in the military. Hell yeah. And put directly into active service. Hell yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Imagine being his bunkmate. He's he gets he gets in like real uh real tight with Winston Churchill. Uh he's he, how? He's a fucking legend. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess And they're yeah. both the sixty year old men, you know? Yeah. They both like to be naked. His uh he he had to go uh <laughs> Winston, like Winston to, loved being naked. Like to drink and be naked. You reach an age, I think, where it just Damn like, it, I'm not putting the pants on. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly by the time I put my pants on, it's it's time to take them off again. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have a pants on. Rubble will be in Liechtenstein. Riddle me this, <laughs> secretary. His seaplane uh, was forced to crash land in Norway. Seaplane. It was attacked by a German fighter plane after it had crash landed. Damn. Everyone was like getting in the dinghy. And he was like, I'm not getting in the fucking dinghy. We'll be sitting ducks. So they all get out. I think they're quickly massacred. <laughs> Spend he just war. waits in the wreckage he until the plane war. ran out of ammo. Damn. He just hides in the wreckage, plane runs out of ammo, and leaves. Yeah. Uh, Fuck he, the dinghy. He I'm gets out. out. Yeah, don't sh- not going to shoot him down plane uh, until down. He reaches his destination, and the troops that he was there to support, he realized that they are outnumbered and undersupplied. He leads them with uh, to escape over the mountains, and they made it back to Britain. Jesus he saved Christ. a bunch of lives. Uh, Winston Churchill appoints him personally to lead a secret mission in Yugoslavia. Hmm. Uh, I think to 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 get in with Lido, was his name? To what? Lido, the guy who was the the Repu- the the Allied sympathizer in Yugoslavia at that oh. time. Ah, uh, uh, yes, Lito. Uh, yes. Uh, that wasn't that. Um... You had a we had a guy that parachute paratrooped into. Yeah, well, wasn't, wasn't it like a, like a like a royal or something over there that was sympathetic in Yugoslavia? I think it was Lito. Oh, it's called Radistan. I don't know. <laughs> so, anyways, secret mission to Yugoslavia. Uh, but after a refueling stop in Malta, his, uh, the bomber aircraft he was in nosedive into the ocean. <laughs> Good God. As the plane sank, he swam to shore carrying an injured crew member to safety. Damn. The 60 year old one eyed amputee. Yeah. Who had been shot through the head. Yeah. Well, I mean, half of that happened to JFK. Yeah. Yeah, well, where'd it get him? Yeah. (laughs) Except this guy lived 60. Yeah. He swam to shore carrying this injured crew member. Uh, The shore that they swam to was Libya, which was uh, Axis territory. (laughs) Jesus. Italian controlled. Uh, Take a left. Yeah. They they were captured by the Italians. They were sent to a POW camp called Vinciliata (laughs) near Florence. And this is like a a pretty cool castle. Oh, yeah. The Uh, Italians can help themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. I hope you like your prison. This is the turret. Um, The dungeon is very great. Um, (laughs) Welcome to prison. Uh, The average age of all the prisoners there, it was all like... 
all high-ranking uh, British officials like like Adrian. Really? Yes. And the average age of the, these prisoners was fifty-two. Jesus! Wow. They uh, <laughs> they oh, took God. part in no fewer than five escape attempts. Hell yeah, dude! I love a prison escape so much. Yeah. They um, they dug I think a sixty-yard tunnel. Wow. And they finally escaped in nineteen forty-three. Their plan was to hide in the Italian countryside, posing as Italian peasants. <laughs> These 50, 50 and 60 Don't have a bloody pot to piss in, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, I don't speak a lick of Italian, and I've got an eye patch, and I'm missing a bloody hand. I'll never know. Buongiorno, buongiorno. Thought I behaved like a savage, I blend right in. Olive, olive. Perhaps I'll grow a beard and fuck my daughter. Do I look Italian now? Yeah, you know Freud. Yeah, they were captured eight days later. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, excellent plan. <laughs> uh, hey, these peasants look but, funny. So that was March 1943. In June 1943, Mussolini was ousted in a monarchist coup. Yes. So on, but and this this monarchist coup on the surface had said, you know, we're gonna honor our alliance with the Axis and all this shit, but really they were looking for a backdoor to kind of saved their country's ass by cozying up to England. Yeah, writing. writing is on the wall. Right. So they are looking to negotiate an armistice with England, and they've got these fucking five British high command oh, yeah. guys. Hey, what better way? Uh-huh. We'll let these guys go. <laughs> yeah. Send some dignitary in there. Yeah. Unfortunately, Adrian shanked him in the eye immediately. <laughs> we'll, send, we'll send you back some limoncello. Yeah, yeah. So they needed the inter- intermediary. Devart was an obvious choice. He spoke a bunch of language. He spoke, he, he spoke fluent Arabic. Yeah. Uh, he spent some time because his Well, dad, Belgians always have the lock on, like... French, German, yeah, a English. Dutch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he spoke a bunch of languages and... Um, sorry, I have something in my hey, Whenever When I was in Europe, I definitely, the, like, you know, I had kids from Germany, France, whatever. But the kids that I met that were from Belgium best o- always spoke the best English, yeah. like, hands down. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. So his dad, uh, just a quick aside, his dad... You know, it was this fucking badass rich lawyer guy who also ran, like, he was on the board of a, um, like, a train company in Egypt. They had moved to Cairo mm-hmm. after his mom died. So he spent mm-hmm. some time in Egypt, and mm-hmm. he also spoke fluent Arabic. Wow. Uh, I don't know if he spoke Italian, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Yeah. He acted as intermer- intermediary. So when he was freed by this, the just uses hands a lot. Yeah, one hand. hand. <laughs> well, he's got three on this one. Me Italianos. Okay, he's always doing. I tell you, it's it's like he's only using half of the alphabet. <laughs> so uh, they take him to a tailor in Rome to get him some, you know, civilian, you know, clothes, I, I so got a, a suit and all that shit. <laughs> he didn't trust the Italian tailors, and he said that he didn't want to look like a gigolo. <laughs> I didn't want to go to this bloody Giuseppe and Sons. I look like a bloody gigolo. <laughs> he uh, he he relented, and he was actually once he got the suit, he was actually quite pleased with how it looked. This is actually pretty cool. Oh, actually I pretty like cool. being a gigolo. Wow. What is this? What is this? Polyester or huh. silk or something? Yeah. It's all white with gold cuffs. <laughs> it's, it smells like it's really dra- pretty cool. Like <laughs> Definitely look like a peasant now. <laughs> they need, uh, he, ref- he returned to the UK uh, after this uh, for no more than a month because Churchill named him special envoy to the Chinese nationalist leader, Chiang Kai-shek. Oh, mm. you know him. Mm-hmm. Johnny's Chinese, of course. 
he befriended Chang and his wife, uh, but when he met a certain Mao Zedong, he couldn't fucking stand the guy. Really? Yeah, he fucking hated him. Uh, he he was an anti-communist himself, and um, uh, historian Max Hastings says about Devart, he despised all communists on principle, denounced Mao Zedong <laughs> as a fanatic, and added, I cannot believe he means business. <laughs> I cannot believe it. Uh, he told, after meeting with Mount, you know, Zedong, because they were kind of doing this, you know, transitionary period, and he told um, British High Command that there's there's no conceivable alternative to Chang Kai-shek as a, as a ruler of China. This Mao Zedong guy's a fucking idiot. Wow. Um, he met him at a dinner one time and had an exchange with him, and, and Zedong was doing this, like, crazy propaganda speech, and and he just, like, interrupted him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what the f- fuck are you talking about? You have no idea what you're doing. All mm-hmm. you do is like following the Generalissimo's orders. And Zedong didn't like take him seriously. and just kind of like stu- was stunned that he interrupted him, laughed and kept going. Uh, and so that he never really uh, spoke about him again. He just really fucking hated that guy. Huh. Um, he stayed in China until 1947. He was actually like pretty deep in the Chinese Shit. Yeah, really uh, into that Chinese shit. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I've got one eye. You guys are Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, what? very good, very good, very good. Uh, on on route home through French Indochina, aka Vietnam, Cotton uh, uh, Devant he stopped in Rangoon as a guest of an army commander. Um, he uh, he was coming down the stairs when quote. I hit my head on the wall, knocking myself almost unconscious. I broke my neck, crushed a vertebrae, and was very lucky not to break my neck. <laughs> he fell down the stairs. He fell down the stairs. I st- broke my back. <laughs> what do you mean? Spinal. My back is broken. Now what do you mean, sir? <laughs> you mean, Spinal. Sir? Uh, yeah, he slipped on like some coconut matting. <laughs> <laughs> slipped on a bunch of lube. <laughs> fucking sounding Chinese his own cock. <laughs> fucking oh, sick pervert. The loose. <laughs> 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 he, uh, well, that's funny you say that oh. because uh, he made it back to England mm-hmm. where he slowly recovered and went to surgery. And the doctors took, <laughs> you know, they fixed him up, but they also took out a bunch of shrapnel, old bullets and yeah, shit. Yeah, and fucking giant uh, 44 caliber bullet in your hog, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it turns, turns out I'm actually 10 pounds lighter than I thought I was, <laughs> mostly bombed. <laughs> and I got a new watch <laughs> and an inch shorter. <laughs> Uh, he he was quoted as saying, um, "Governments may think and say as they like, but force cannot be eliminated, as it is only the it is the only real and unanswerable power." We are told that the pen is mightier than the sword, but I know which of these weapons I would choose. Mm. Uh, Easy for a one-handed man. His wife that he never talks about died in 1949. <laughs> <laughs> He had, a, he had like two kids with her too. Doesn't talk about them not at all. A word. Not, a, not a fucking word. Happy travels. He talks more about like a, his favorite piece of shrapnel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I call this one Victoria. Oh, yeah. he spent more time with the shrapnel yeah. than the kids. Absolutely. And I'm like a big fan of these Chinese chaps. <laughs> I'm a daring man and they're mandarins. You understand? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, okay. Okay. The Polacks, too. They're good okay. fun. They're pretty good. <laughs> Funny, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay. At the end of 71. <laughs> Ibrary. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. a man daring? I'm not going to mock the disabled here. No. Me. I will. <laughs> you bet I will. Whatever it takes. <laughs> In 1951, at the age of 71, he married Ruth Myrtle Muriel Joan McKinchy. <laughs> Uh, Ruth Muriel Joan Mc- Ruth Myrtle Myrtle Murray- Myrtle like Muriel yeah. Joan McKechie McKechnie Spe- Spell that one <laughs> M-C-K-E-C-H-N-I-E McKechnie yeah. mm. A divorcee uh, known as <laughs> she also went by Joan Sutherland <laughs> Yeah Easier Much easier We'll call her Joan Sutherland from now on yeah. That's much easier. Hello my name is Ruth Myrtle Muriel Joan McKechnie <laughs> A.K.A. Joan Sutherland oh. A.K.A. Samantha Speed <laughs> This uh, is my son Kiefer <laughs> She was 23 years younger than him uh, oh. She She died at the age of 102 Hell yeah Jesus Christ They settled uh, at Argonaugh House In County Cork Really? Oh, Ireland. Wow. Where he fished for salmon and shot at snipe. Snipe is a type oh, of bird. Yes. He died June 5th, 1963 in Cork with over 30 medals over the course of four wars in six decades. Whoa. That's insane. Um, and uh, I got a lot of this from uh, uh, Ain't That Interesting and History.com and War History Online. And the biographics. Uh, this guy was a fucking maniac, dude. Yeah, Good and I think war. this is in a time when you could love war. Yeah, there. You know, it's Although funny. It's it, fu- inc- <laughs> nightmare scenario. Yeah, well, it's funny he ends up in Cork because one of the first things I thought of when you when you, you kick this off was a guy named Tom Barry that fought in the Irish Revolutionary War, and he started. Cork is the, known as the Rebel County because it was like the hardest for the British to hold immediately hmm. once they started doing guerrilla warfare. And Tom Barry was the uh, the main guy that had like the flying column system where you were just like on the road and ambushing cops and soldiers and all that stuff. But he, before this, he, he found it very hard to get into the IRA because he had served it with the British in World War I. Uh-huh. And he said, he's like, I just wanted to see what war was like. <laughs> Which is right. like, yeah, yeah. you know... Uh, something you're like, what? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, but yeah, there is just some people that that love it. Yeah. And uh, I'm th- more th- home out there than I am at home. Yeah. Well, and, and those people, I don't think get PTSD. By the way, the ones that are well, really, get PTSD really when they come home. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think they're like. <laughs> so they just stay out there. Yeah, I don't think they. Uh, I don't think they even do when they come home because they're kind of maniacs and. Yeah, they're certainly they're definitely they're never a maniacal qual- quality to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 fucking crazy, man. Um, but yeah, when you're at that point where you're like, I'll fight for the fucking Boers or the Brits, I don't care, mm. then you're just a total psychopath, and you really, you know, just love the fight, as they say in 1917. Yes. It seems like war introduced the like, it. It's a it's a it's its own Stockholm syndrome. You know, you you for some people, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, maybe they don't get PTSD, but the PTSD is that all they know how to do. Well, yeah, the and war. then you know, after after like World War One, for instance, you know, you just got all these people coming home, and then it's all this stories and lore, and then that is like its own kind of uh, sales pitch. It's Civil War too. You know, it's like uh, people are like, uh, you know, glory days type shit, talking about it, and it's the like Civil War. All these boys meeting other boys and having oh, a grand time. Fuck. In the field. Boy, oh, boys. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, war is one of those things where. You know, a lot of, uh, many men call it, just like 
the Blitz, right? Or we've talked about this bombing in Dresden or the Blitz in, in London. Yeah. Like, those were the best times because we all knew what we had to do and we all had each other's back, even mm-hmm. though there was like imminent fucking death and destruction. We were all yeah, authentic community. very clear on yeah. what we had to do. And war is one of those times with with exception, but you you know what you got to do. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it do, it does do something, you know, where they they talk about like uh, it's uh you, like the the spirit of camaraderie just comes out even in in crazy circumstances where absolutely where you would be like wouldn't you wouldn't be shocked if somebody acted cowardly, but instead they still help another person up, yeah, and you know help you know take care of them because they know it's like together, you know, it's we got it's the best shot we have. You're right, and that's a that's a feeling of um, uh, in in those situations, those are people who are in control of the situation, mm-hmm. and contrast that to Vonnegut, he's a prisoner of the Germans, yeah. while was it Dresden was getting he bombed, went, yeah, and he's completely helpless the entire time. That's when and you get from PTSD. that he comes out and he writes Slaughterhouse, mm-hmm. and Five. Uh, so, <laughs> he didn't even write the four the four yeah, well, before the first four, but. Yeah. Maybe it's like Star Wars. We're waiting for the prequels. That's true. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But but his his, his 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 description of it is it's is not positive in any means other than you know very. Like, I was in jail small. and the jail was getting bombed. Yeah. No one spoke German. It smelled like shit. It was bad. There's no coke. There's no coke. I had, I had to make up stories limited. about aliens in my head to get through it. I wanted yeah. many goat. I had to make grilled cheese on the radiator. Uh, you know they they talk about you know PTSD in 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 modern modern military members of the military. It, it apparently. It happens more often in people who are in reactionary positions, sure, as yeah, opposed yeah. to those who are proactive. It's exactly, like, yeah. The maniac yeah. leaning head first is not going to get it. The guy that thinks twice about taking a human life yeah. is definitely going to get it. Yeah. Right. So there's, that's <laughs> yes. an interesting question. Yes. Is it is it because of the roles that select for a certain type of person, or is it is it the action itself? Right, so let's say you're a special ops guy. It's almost nature versus nurture. Right, like, are you, is it because you're the type of guy who would be a special ops tip of the spear guy that you don't get PTSD? Or is it because you are in control of the situation instigating it that you don't get PTSD? As opposed to being a guy who's, uh, you know, let's say you're you're defending a town yeah. and you get fucking IED or a suicide bomber fucking drives a truck in or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, Let's say you unfortunately you you end up having PTSD, right? Is it because you're the type of person to not want to be on the tip of the spear that you get it, or is it because just of the circumstance? And I think it's I think it's it is a situation where the circumstance that you are in has an effect on whether or not you get this post traumatic stress disorder. I would say probably the circumstance brings it out of what kind, you know, yeah, what kind of person you are. Right. Um, but I think, you know, there's just a lot of people that are, you know, you, you feel like it's a very catch-22 thing where you'd be like, I don't want to die, but I don't want to kill. And that is enough to make a man mad, I think. Definitely, uh, definitely. But I, I, think, I think what the, what the, what the <clears throat> studies show is like, if you're the one doing this stuff, and as opposed to having stuff done to you, you're less likely to get 
Yeah, it's, it's Jesus, control. I yeah, mean, it's a control. control. It's an issue of control. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, but that's an interesting question too. Is like, yeah. Also, I mean, if you're the guy, you know, lead, the, you're signing you, up to be in fucking. Yeah, you're a Viking. You're if right. you're going in, you're like, I'm in control because I'm the one stealing and raping. <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? It's like, oh man, at least at least my head's all right. <laughs> yeah. At least I'm obviously not mentally unstable. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like you can't go crazy if you're crazy already. Right, but not, I think it's, not, it's not more all, of that. They're not all crazy. Like that's the thing. They are. They are. If you lean headfirst into endless murder, I would say you certainly well, are. I mean, what would you describe? It's not endless. What, what, it is endless. This guy wanted it to be. He fucking signed up when he was 60. Yeah, He's this jumping guy, out of planes. But I'm speaking about modern. modern but, you know, in today's... Uh, so uh, a soldier who leaves the army because their time is up, and then they go back and join a private military force. and Yeah, they join the Kurds the... and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I understand a lot of times... The thing about guys going back is, um, I can't leave my friends, and that's a yeah. that's a different kind of thing yeah. than I just can't wait to kill again. Or oh, this is all I know. I think the the I just can't wait to kill again. People is a, it's a small subsect of the population. It is. It it very but, much is. But they exist. Definitely With exist, and they're usually very successful. <laughs> well, well, yeah, they got. I hope so. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you can't be gonna, one of these guys that wants to kill everyone. You can't even do it. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably gonna get killed pretty quickly and weeded out of the population. Uh. I think, you know, the true, you know, just blood-hungry people, they get sussed out pretty quick, and... They get made some certain type of soldier. Yeah. It's a hard it's a hard thing to temper, though, because then it even goes up, you know... Because those guys are also probably, you know, they're not the brightest, and when you're, when you're somebody who's, like, a special operator, those guys are pretty smart guys. Mm-hmm. Uh... There's too much on the line for them to spend. I mean, I think to train a Navy SEAL, it's some it, they they dump millions into you, mm-hmm. and so they're not going to dump. That's why they spend so much washing you out. You right. know, in boot, yeah. in in SEAL training is just like we're not going to waste fucking money on you if you can't hold this log over your head for 18 hours in tiny little hot khaki short shorts. Hey, <laughs> oh, God, we got <laughs> Hey man, we gotta have fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> so those guys are, are pretty high level operators. Uh, so, but there are certainly there are psychopaths. But um, I think I think they just throw those guys to cannon fodder. No, I think those guys become the SAS and paras and all of those jumping out of plane type. Of, I mean, that's when you. But that's when you, what, that's those guys. There's, I think there's. I think we're talking about two different things: blood hungry psychopaths and then people who like don't feel fear or they are the the people to run towards an explosion right there is sure, a certain part yeah. of the population if there's an explosion in the distance they're running towards it yes, right and yes. you know we wouldn't have survived without them of course right i think there's a difference between risk absolutely risk averse people and like risk you I know i mean the the guy who and then there's into and then his, there's just people who want to kill people. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he just shot. He just shot. But like those things kids. will always be populated by some of those people. Of for course, sure. yeah, yeah, they're everywhere. Oh always. yeah. Um, and you know that's that is like you know it's a pretty drastic personality switch too. So it's you know it's uh it's hard to imagine being able to maintain like the camaraderie of a unit that needs to maintain camaraderie when you have people that are a very varied yeah uh, moral ground. I would say, but they obviously make it work. Well, I mean, not not always. Again, the guy who was uh, the Marine who was pardoned, who just shot kids. Yeah. Uh, his unit fucking hated the guy. Yeah. yeah. They they altered his scopes. Yeah. And his rifle so that he would miss. I think he was Navy <sighs> Seal. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so they, they reported him and nothing happened. You know, it's like, so. And he was convicted of war crimes and he got pardoned. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a good look. No, and then. Nope. No, Bob Blagojevich. Uh, yeah, so it's been a big day. I saw his wife on the TV. Blagojevich's <clears throat> wife? She looked good? That's what Trump said today. He said his wife looked good. He 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 commuted Blugovich's sentence. I know that. Yeah. And he said, "Yeah, he's good." And then I saw his wife on TV. <laughs> that's it. Because she was she was on like Fox. Or that, something that's today. what happened with the Marine. Yeah. He had family members on Fox. That's Jesus fucking Christ. It's the pipeline, John. I know you've got a terrible past. Just get some get some family on TV. You'll be fine. And you'll oh, be fine. Oh yeah. Yeah, get some, Wait, get what? <laughs> what is that going to fix my pad? Oh, I don't Yeah, that's that's what I should do, yeah. Yeah, you get on Fox. Get on Fox, get some nice Blagojevich hair going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, halfway there. You, you do, do, you I do, do have some great good hair. I do, yeah. I get pretty much... Sell some Senate seats. Pretty much half Blagojevich. Yeah, I mean, the guy sold a Senate seat. It was so fucking obvious. You're such a piece of shit. He sold yeah. Obama Senate seat. Yeah. Jesus Christ. This thing is going, pal. <laughs> I'm going to need a lot of money. I don't know if you got it. <laughs> I got somebody else on the other line. Like he's a fucking piece of shit. He yeah. sucks. He was on The Apprentice. The most too. obvious. Of course he was. Yeah, that's. Yeah, everybody from The Apprentice is getting pardoned. <laughs> it, it doesn't it, matter. It, it's such it's a. Like it's such. It's such a surreal, <laughs> fucked up time. It's so, it's so crazy. I can't. Stupid. I can't. I can't. It's yeah. Just dumb. <sighs> Boy, how do we want to talk about it? What about uh, what do you think uh, Adrian would think of uh, how the world shook out? Adrian huh? Veidt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you how we would think. Now, um. How, oh, I think man. I would. He, I would. I think that. Um, let me think about that for a second. I think it'd be uh, really, really impressed with um, the progression of war mm-hmm. up until probably the war on terror started. Hmm. Um, because that's when you know war stopped being between. Well, <laughs> you're saying it was. Let me finish what I'm saying. <laughs> that. The, it used to be for the vast majority of history between nation states, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But now there's this uh, over, war on, over to covert, right? A war on ambiguous ideas. Mm. Gulf War did not happen. It wasn't a war. Wars have two sides. It was only on TV. It didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. So I think he'd be perplexed as to like what is go- what what are we fighting and how. You know, if I just wanted to fight, I would have joined. If Britain didn't want to have me, I would have joined the Boers. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think this guy's going to join ISIS. Right. Right. Uh, because there's, it's just a different. I think he'd be very confused. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, he was riding on horseback with a sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, he, he could have fought ISIS with that. Yeah. Chop some fuck. Maybe he would join ISIS. Well, he wouldn't join ISIS. Off. Chop some heads off. Yeah. He could fight it. He could. Okay. No. Uh, yeah, I think that's a very you know. We have when was the last time Congress declared war? World War Two. Fuck, probably yeah. Yeah. So we haven't really had any wars, right? Yeah, officially, it's yeah. All no wars. Police actions or right Authoriz- authorization yeah. of military force. It's just okay. yeah. So I think he'd be very, be very confused, but I think he would be disgusted that a loss of like the the not in the honor of soldiers, but in the honor of. The nation fighting combat, yeah, like the, like the nature of combat, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he would think drones are really fucking gay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they say American lives. I, I, this guy's a maniac, dude. I don't know what he would think. What, uh, what, what, where did you find him 
and I fucking saw it on Reddit, and huh. I was like, "Oh, this guy is fucking psycho." He just the picture of him looks crazy. Yeah, he's got a th- no hand, mm-hmm. an eye patch, mm-hmm. and like scars everywhere, and metals just adorning his shit. Right, and a barber shop mustache. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I mean, he really it reminded me of Cap- Mad Jack Churchill. Yeah, for sure. It's this guy who's like, I'm doing this. Another guy that. with an eye patch. I love it. Yeah. A lot of a lot of these guys had... Plus the, the whole Dr. Manhattan angle with the watch exploding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first thing I learned to do, Adrian, was put myself back together. He was like, he's talking to himself. <laughs> 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 I felt I felt pain for the last time. <laughs> yes, it was 1904. Uh, Fred, I can't see the tachyons are blurring. Plus, I don't have an eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, I, I don't know how it happened. Like you know, no antibiotics. I know. Yeah, it, I know. It, it's yeah. Just yeah. and you know again you know arms or bullets and stuff are, are different now. They're, they're definitely. Better. Sure, he wasn't the cleanest guy on earth. No, no, no. All that alcohol in the blood kept it nice and sanitary. Maybe, sure. maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe at auto brewery syndrome. Who, who knows? Maybe yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Used uh, to say. I just, so many people died in World War One too, just of like dumb shit, like infection. Falling into a fucking wet you're pile in a, you're, of goo. Yeah, you fall into a wet pile of goo. I know it sounds good to you, John, but it's bad. <laughs> it does. Sound and good you get to trench me. foot, and then it gets gangrene, and you gotta you die. Yeah. And this guy gets shot in dick, stomach, ankle, hip, thigh, head, face, ear. Mm-hmm. Not a not a staph infection, not an athlete's foot. Yeah, loses a hand, rips off the fingers, and he's just like, I I lived till I was like fucking eighty. Yeah. Married a couple of ladies whose names I can't remember. I have no idea who these people were. Happy travels. I don't. It's um. <laughs> It's pretty wild. I don't know what what would go through his head about today. Mm. Um, I think this guy probably he seemed like an honorable screaming. person. I mean, he clearly has a, a crazy acts of valor and for sure saving yeah. his his compatriots. But uh, I don't know, man. I I can't put myself in that situation. Yeah, there's well, very, or, or very, in his head, he's a total psychopath. Yeah, yeah. But even with that hole in it, I don't think I can get oh. in there. <laughs> uh, you know, there's very few people I want to kill. Do you know anything about his uh, autobiography? Like, is it uh? Is it a like a long book? Is it a? It's called Happy Odyssey. Oh, Happy Odyssey. And Happy Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. Straight uh, into the fucking <laughs> devil's fucking asshole yeah, of de- war. The devil's wood. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, from what I read about, it, I didn't have time. I I put this one together really quick because I sure of course it. yeah. But uh, it's pretty he that attitude that I read to you like I really enjoyed the war yeah. I had war in my blood yeah I ripped it off and I didn't feel any pain yeah I don't know my fucking wife's name <laughs> he was just I don't know where wives come from <laughs> I don't know what they eat I didn't know one thing I love war <laughs> I gotta hand it to her your war <laughs> war I uh I, I read Patton's book and Patton has a lot of the, yes. the I Love yes. War stuff. Yes. And there is a thing of like, you know, you, um, you know, it's, you know, you, like the guy's going to rise up, you know, up the ranks and everything because he's a total psychopath. And, you know, he does run in head first. And you really need those guys to run in head first so that people follow them. Yeah. You know, and um, even if they're not true north, they're headed yeah, in the right direction. Like, it's you got to do something. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's, but it's also that thing of you got to temper those guys. Where when you're, 
winding down the war because they they, they know, don't want it. They only know, know forward. Some uh, and they the don't know the neutral. Is some some people just want the the, the fight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it seemed like he was pretty okay with going home, uh, as long as there was some pheasant to shoot and some pigs to stick. Yeah, absolutely. But, I'm on the side of the pigs, really. <laughs> yeah. Boars. <laughs> Big surprise. I know. Uh, pig surprise. <laughs> pig surprise. Um, yeah, it. Uh, it's tough to just put yourself in that situation. Like you know, maybe we've been conditioned to see that the war is really fucking hell. Uh huh. I don't know if conditions. I mean, uh, it's not conditioned. Maybe maybe we're paying attention and understand <laughs> okay. that it is. You know, it right? gets a bad rap. Is war. <laughs> well, I mean, if you on the surface it's glorified video games and movies, it's very much glorified. Right? But if you, if you pay it's any good. attention whatsoever, people like us and people that listen to this show, mm-hmm. you know that it is no motherfucking joke. Yeah. yeah, right. But at this point in history, for him as a man born in 1880, war was a rite of passage. Yeah, for, for the sure. vast, the great arc of human history, mm-hmm. every man went to war at some point. Yeah, right? yeah, or, and, and, and in, it, civil, in civilized history, you're right. And it ironically, it usually, civilized. Yeah. It usually brought about some kind of you know great change or or theoretical advancement for the nation state. Right, um, and it was for some sort of. Resource or uh, yeah, there was a cause the, or whatever sounding. behind it. Yeah, right. this is the sound. Yeah. sounding. Gentlemen, these men have lead, and that lead we need to smelt in very smooth, long rods so we can sound it into your urethras. I'm afraid my penis is turned into something more of a vagina. It's kind of strange turn of events, but none I'm too displeased about. And about these long cylindrical tubes of lead, I'm afraid we're going to be flaccid all day. Now I store. Now I store this. Squirted my clit. I don't yeah. know if that's. My wife doesn't you. know what to do. My wife? <laughs> Who is she? I met her tonight. <laughs> 12, uh, 12 days. So I think, you know, this guy, obviously from a different era, right? But that I think maybe that wasn't so uncommon back then. No, it was not. To no, be no, of no, that no, mindset, no. especially if you're an aristocrat. I mean, the fucking, um, you know, Roosevelt. Sure. Like, that guy was. In love with the, uh, it was romanticizable. Yeah, until his kid died. Well, yeah, yeah but, 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 he, 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 but yeah. it was because his parents, especially, bought him out of war. Yes, that yes. he was really hung up on it, yes. and then very gung ho to overcompensate. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was there was a lot of of that. Like I do think Tom Barry was a guy that was like, I just wanted to see what war was like, you know. And you know, then when he comes home and he, you know, he fights, you know, for the the, the IRA and the Revolutionary War. He knows all the shit. He's like a, yeah, he's a yeah, good yeah. revolutionary fighter because he studied. He was in the army. Yeah. He knows how war works, and then he was you know a very effective leader. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it does have you know ob- obvious benefits yeah. um, that aren't all necessarily about um, you know just waging war needlessly and <laughs> taking over other countries. You know. Yeah. Um, but that was that was absolutely fantastic. Profile. That was great. Yeah. Crazy man, huh? Yeah. yeah was really, fun. really liked that a lot. I don't want to get shot. No, I don't either. Uh, but yeah. also, I don't want to get. And I'll tell you what. Now I don't want to be a servant very much. Ooh, that's a nightmare. <laughs> Just kidding. How about you be my pig and I stick you? Oh God! Let me have it. No. What? I'll wear an eye patch. <laughs> oh, oh, cool. He's a pirate. Yeah, oh, my hand's gone. <laughs> I need you to apply lotion to my balls, which have bullets in them. Oh, that's what those are. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, the watchman is mangled ass hand. Jesus oh, Christ, that's so good. <laughs> Time conquers all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh I was um 
very disgusted by that. But that is that is really really good stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. what the fuck happened? Where his, his watch obviously gets hit by shrapnel and then just splinters into his hand yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It becomes more of a problem. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You never expect your own watch well, to turn on you. Gears in well, it's there. Turning. Oh yeah, the gears. It's, it's turning. Gears on. War. Yeah. All right, I think we're going to call it there. Fantastic. Aaron, fantastic profile. Thank you very much. I'm going to say goodnight. My name is John Fahey. I'm Aaron Pita. My pursuit. Good night, everybody. We love you. <laughs> Star Brains Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.